Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah. Mark Pulley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. Today, I want to first thank you for tuning into our channel. I want to thank you for your prayers, your support, your encouragement. By the power of Yahweh's name, I just declare Yah's blessing upon your life. And I pray anything that you are lacking, that he would make a way where there seems to be no way. And I pray that we would receive greater understanding from his laws and commandments, from his instructions today as we study his word together. What we want to talk about is Yahweh's Sabbath is sunset to sunset. So before we get into that, let's turn to Genesis chapter 1. And in Genesis chapter 1, the law first mentioned is going to establish what Yahweh thinks a day is, a day cycle, a 24-hour period. And when we understand that, it's very easy to discern that the Sabbath is from sunset to sunset. We're not going to take any scriptures out of context. But we're going to clearly see this. And we need to understand that this is Yahweh's Sabbath. And it's according to Yahweh's timetable. And we don't need to just pull a few scriptures and try to make it say something it doesn't say. So right from the top, you're going to see the Yahweh Sabbath is not sunrise to sunrise. It is definitely not the lunar Sabbath. So let's start in Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 5. It says, And Elohim called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And there was evening, and there was morning, day one. Now I'm reading out of the Hebraic Roots Bible. So the very first day after creation, Yahweh set a precedence. And that is that he was declaring that a full day starts with the evening and ends with the day. Now, if he was meaning to say, like in all of our societies, the day starts at sunrise and the night starts at sunset. That's the way we have been taught in our educational system. But that's not the way 
Yahweh calls a day, and we have to renew our minds to what Yahweh says, and then go from there. So, verse 5, he says, there was evening, and then there was morning. Alright? Look in verse 8. And Elohim called the expanse heavens, and there was evening, and there was morning, day two. And if you keep reading in verse 13, 19, 23, and 31, it says there was evening, and there was morning, day three. There was evening, and there was morning, Day 4, verse 23, there was evening and there was morning. Day 5, and then verse 31 says, and there was evening and there was morning. Day 6, and then he says, on the seventh day, Elohim completed his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day, beginning at evening, just like he established in the verses we just read. Beginning at sunset or in the evening, when the sun goes down, and ending when the sun goes down. And he rested on the seventh day. So we see here in the book of Genesis that the day begins when the sun goes down. And a new day begins 24 hours later when the sun goes down. Every time... The sun goes down in Yahweh's eyes. It's a new day. It's a new day. So let us see if the scriptures reveal this principle that is started in Genesis, the very beginning. Let's see if it continues. Let's turn to Leviticus chapter 23. Now we know when Yahweh gave the ten words or the ten commandments, or the ten sayings that the fourth commandment is to keep the Shabbat and that we need to remember to keep the Sabbath and we need not just to remember to keep the Sabbath, but we need to remember 
to keep it in the time frame that Yahweh commands, that Yahweh says. Not what I say, not what someone else says, but what Yahweh says. And the first thing we see in Leviticus 23 is in verse 1, it says, And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, and you shall say to them the set feasts of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim as holy gatherings, shall be these. And then he says, These are my appointed feasts. So, we see here that Yahweh says these are his appointed feasts. Not the Jews' appointed feasts. Not Judaism' appointed feasts. Not any other group's appointed feasts. But these are Yah's appointed feasts. Work is to be done six days. And on the seventh day shall be a Sabbath or a Shabbat of rest. On the seventh day. So when did, when did Yahweh say a day began? He said at evening. So here, in the Torah, it says that on the seventh day, not the eighth, not the ninth, but the seventh day, now, notice he, there's nothing mentioned here about a lunar moon or about the moon cycle. It's on a regular seventh day, just like in Genesis. There was day one, day two, day three, and then there came day seven. And on the seventh day, Yahweh rested. On the seventh day, he established the Sabbath. A feast day. It's a weekly feast day, that you are to rest, you are not to work. And it says, a holy gathering, you shall do no work, it is a Sabbath to Yahweh in all your dwellings. And then he goes into the other feast days. So let's drop down to verse 32. And in context, this is talking about the Day of Atonement. And it says, the Day of Atonement is a Sabbath of rest to you. You shall humble your souls in the ninth of the month at evening. At evening, not first thing in the morning, but at evening... From evening until evening, you shall keep your Sabbath. 
Now, many people will use this to justify the lunar Sabbath because they will defend that it's referring the context is the Day of Atonement, which is, that part is true. The context is speaking and calling the Day of Atonement a Sabbath, and you shall start it from evening to evening. But that also confirms what Yahweh said in the very beginning, that the day starts in the evening. And that on the seventh day in the evening, basically it was at the end of the sixth day, started the Sabbath when the sun went down. And, and when, the, <clears throat> when the sun was down on the seventh day, that ended the, the Shabbat. And the same principle goes throughout all the feasts. It starts in the evening, and it goes from evening to evening. That principle is not violated in the Torah. But yet, there are groups, they pull this scripture out of context, or this scripture out of context, and they try to make it say something that it doesn't say. So we see here, at the very beginning, Yahweh establishes that a day begins in the evening and it ends the next evening. And then a new day begins. That the Sabbath ended when the sun went down on the sixth day and then the seventh day began and ended at the seventh day and then we see here that we are to keep the Sabbath and then it clearly shows us that whether it's a feast Sabbath and the seventh day Sabbath is called the feast. We read that. In Leviticus 23, verses 2 and 3, that it's called a feast, and it's Yahweh's feast. And here, it clearly reveals that every Sabbath, it doesn't, you're not going to have one Sabbath starting evening to evening, or one feast starting evening to evening, and then have a, a different feast starting at sunrise. No, that, that's just not, doesn't even make sense. And it surely is not in line with Yahweh's laws and commandments. So we see here, let's read it again. It is a Sabbath of rest to you. You shall humble your souls in the ninth of the month at evening, from evening until evening, you shall keep your Sabbath. So that's pretty clear. All right, let's look in Deuteronomy. I always think of that song by Len Mink, 
back in the 80s about Deuteronomy. I don't remember the words, but I still remember the song. Deuteronomy 16. <clears throat> And verse 6 says, But at the place which he shall choose to cause his name to dwell there, you shall sacrifice the Passover offering at evening, at the going down of the sun, at the time when you came out of Egypt. Now this tells us that the Passover sacrifice was done in the evening. And the reason we are to continue in this is to remind ourselves that Yahweh delivered the children of Israel in the evening and that the Passover was done in the evening. Now, when you understand Yahshua's death timeline, you will discover that at the time that he was sacrificed, which was towards sundown, that at the same moment in the temple, they were sacrificing a physical lamb in observing the feast of Passover. But what we see here is that it's at the evening. Why? Because Yahweh established that a day begins at the evening. That he established his Sabbaths begin at the evening. Now, go to Nehemiah the book of Nehemiah and if you got your Hebraic Roots Bible, it's on page 1083 chapter 13 and this just makes it so clear to me that the Sabbath is evening to evening. And this is, I don't know how many years after creation, but it's quite a few, thousands. And Nehemiah is establishing Yahweh's Torah and get, trying to get Israel back to obeying Yahweh's Torah, Yahweh's laws and commandments, his instructions, because they so went away from it. Just like so many in the world today, we think going to church on Sunday is keeping the Sabbath, that you're keeping a Sabbath all right, but it's a Sabbath to sun gods, not to Yahweh. All right, in verse 15, it says, In those days I saw in Judah 
ones treading presses on the Sabbath. They were working. And bringing in sheaves and loading donkeys, and also wine, grapes, and figs, and all burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, which totally violates Yahweh's laws and commandments of the Sabbath. And I testified against them on the day they sold food. Again, on the Sabbath, they were buying and selling. Remember when Yahshua went to the temple and he kicked over the money changers. Why would he do that? Because they were violating the Sabbath. Verse, seven, verse 16. Men of Tyre also lived in it who brought fish and all wares and were selling on the Sabbath. to the sons of Judah, even in Jerusalem. And I contended with the nobles of Judah and said to them, what is this evil thing? He calls it evil. What is this evil thing that you do defiling the Sabbath day? Now one thing to understand when we read this, when you defile the Sabbath day, it's just not going to affect your life, but it's going to affect everyone and everything around you. He said in verse 18, Did not your fathers do this? And did not our Elohim bring all this evil on us and on this city? See, when they defiled the Sabbath, they, it brought Yah's judgment upon them and upon the city. And you're wondering why our cities and our nations are in such lawlessness. It starts with the Sabbath. All right. Um, yet you are adding more wrath on Israel by defiling the Sabbath. And when you continue defiling the Sabbath, now granted, I realize that there, and understand, that there are a lot of people like we used to be, pastor, a good, charismatic churches, and we had no clue about the Sabbath, or about Yah's feast, or about His laws and commandments were for us today. But at the same time, we were heaping, through our ignorance, we perished because of a lack of knowledge, we were heaping wrath upon us. And you can be heaping wrath upon your life by disobeying Yahweh's laws and commandments and the Sabbath and not even know it. Just like you can heap Yah's blessing upon your life by obeying the Sabbath. All right? And then 
verse 19, And it happened when the gates of Jerusalem began to be shaded as the sun was setting. So this is describing evening. Just before the Sabbath began. I mean, you don't, you can't get any clearer than that. That it, it is saying that when the sun was setting, just as the Sabbath began, I commanded the gates to be shut and commanded that they should not be opened until after the Sabbath. And when was after the Sabbath at sunrise? No, the next sunset. And I stationed some of my servants at the gates so that there should be no merchandise brought in on the Sabbath. Now, when people see that word Sabbath day, they might get confused and they think of day as light. And day is just a 24-hour period which begins in the evening and then ends in the evening. And then he said, and the merchants and sellers of all the wares stayed the night, again, stayed the night, outside Jerusalem once or twice. Then I testified against them and said to them, Why are you staying around the wall? If you do it again, I will send a hand against you, or I'm going to jack you up. From that time, they did not come on the Sabbath. They were sleeping outside hoping that the gates would open first thing in the morning or open sometime at night. And Nehemiah set a guard there or guards to protect Jerusalem from Israel and other people defiling the Sabbath. He set and established what Yahweh set and established in the very beginning. The Sabbath is on the seventh day, not on no lunar cycle, and it begins at sunset. And he reestablishes what Yahweh said in Genesis 1 and 2, what the Torah said in Leviticus, he didn't violate it. See, if you believe the Sabbath is sunset to, I mean sunrise to sunrise, or you believe in this, the lunar Sabbath, it violates the very beginning and other aspects and scriptures in the Torah. So that can't be accurate. It cannot, anything we believe cannot violate the Torah. Cannot violate Yahweh's laws and commandments. 
cannot violate what Yahweh said in the beginning. And we see here that Nehemiah is reestablishing what Yah said in the beginning, what the Torah says in Leviticus, and how those that were following Yahweh's laws and commandments through the centuries kept the seventh day Sabbath from sunset to sunset. Now, um, let's just look at Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter 8, and verse 29. And it says, And he hanged the king of Ai on the tree until evening time. Why? Because it's a law that anyone that's hanged on the tree must come down off that tree. Otherwise, it violates the Sabbath. And it says, And at sundown, Joshua commanded... And they took his dead body down from the tree and threw it into the opening of the gate of the city and raised over it a great heap of stones until this day. So here, Joshua establishes and confirms when a day begins and when it ends. And this also reveals why Yahshua, <clears throat> let's turn to the Gospel of John. Why the scripture says in John 19, 31, why Yeshua had to be taken down before sunset. Because it violated if he would have been left up there, it would have violated the Torah. The start of a day begins at sunset. That's Yah's start of the day. And in John 19, 31, it says, And the Yehudins, because it was evening, said, These bodies should not remain on their stakes because the Shabbat, is dawning. For it was a high day, the day of the Shabbat, that they entreated from Pelatos, -E -E 
I have a hard time saying that. That they might break the legs of those who were nailed to the stake and take them down. So we see here that the Hebrews, the Jews, said that the bodies cannot remain on the stake because the Shabbat is dawning, is about to start. <clears throat> and then in verse 41, now there was a garden in that place that Yahshua was executed in, and in that garden a new tomb that a man had not yet been laid in. And they placed Yahshua there because the Shabbat was beginning and because the tomb was near. So they took the Messiah off the stake so that it would not violate it would not violate the Sabbath. Whether it's a high Sabbath, meaning a feast day, or whether it was the weekly Sabbath. Now I'm going to read this out of the Hebraic version in verse 31. Then since it was preparation that the bodies not remain on the tree on the Sabbath. For that Sabbath was a high day. The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and they be taken away. All right? And then when we drop down to verse 41, it says, And there was a garden... in the, the place where he was crucified, and a new tomb in the garden in which no one yet had ever been placed. There then, because of the Jews' preparation day, because the tomb was near, they put Yeshua there. And then it says, but on the first of the Sabbath, Miriam came early to the tomb, darkness yet being on it. Miriam came to the tomb. It was already sundown. And the Shabbat began. And, we, and it says, and she saw the stone had been removed from the tomb. And Yeshua was, arrest, was resurrected before sunrise. Miriam says, or John says about Miriam, that she got there and it was still dark. So again, this clarifies that 
even in Yahshua's day, they did not keep the Sabbath from sunrise to sunrise. They did not keep the Sabbath according to the moon cycle, but they kept the seventh day Sabbath that was started in Genesis. And we know they didn't keep the lunar site, the lunar Sabbath or the sunrise Sabbath because it doesn't say that. It doesn't say nowhere that they kept it because of the moon or they kept it because the sun was rising. Now, if you look at Matthew 28, and again, Matthew 28, and verse 1, it says, After the Sabbaths, and the reason it's plural is because when Yeshua was crucified on Passover, then there was the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Preparation Day, then there was the weekly Sabbaths. So there were three Sabbaths in those three days. And that's why it says plural, Sabbaths. Now, like the Christians said, <clears throat> believe that this meant Saturday or Friday sundown or Friday sometime, and then he resurrected on Sunday. You know, I'm not the smartest person around. I don't have the greatest of education. But even I know that Yeshua said he'd spend three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And you cannot get three days and three nights from Friday to Sunday morning. It doesn't compute. <clears throat> even if you get out a calculator, it doesn't compute. Alright? So it says, after the Sabbath, at the dawning, into the first of the Sabbaths, Miriam and Magdalene and the other Miriam came to look upon the grave. So it doesn't say, it says here that the day was dawning. It was still sunset. Into the first of the Sabbaths. Looked at the grave. And behold, a great, great earthquake occurred. For descending from heaven and coming near a cherub of Yahweh, rolled away the stone from the door and was sitting on it. All right? So, after the Sabbath. Now, some, something I came to understand as we turn to Acts 20, and we'll end there. 
Something I came to understand that Matthew 28 and John 20 are talking about when Miriam and the ladies left for the tomb. And Mark 16 and Luke 24, Mark 16, 2 and Luke 24, 1, talked about when they arrived at the tomb. And when they arrived at the tomb, the sun was starting to come up. But he was already resurrected. He was resurrected during the end of the weekly Sabbath. And I've done a teaching about the timeline of Yeshua's death, burial, and resurrection, which I'd encourage you to listen to. All right. I said Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 20. Not John 20, but Acts 20. I was turned to Acts 20. And verse, <clears throat> we begin reading in verse 6. So now this is after the Messiah has been resurrected. And Christianity teaches that the feasts have been nailed to the stake, which is amazingly, Paul didn't know this. The early believers didn't know this. Why? Because that theology, false theology, didn't begin to until Constantine brought it about in 325 A.D. Verse 6, But we sailed along after the days of unleavened bread. So obviously, Paul and the brethren kept the feast of unleavened bread from Philippi and came to them at Trous in five days where we stayed seven days. And on one of the Sabbaths, the disciples, having been assembled to have a fellowship meal together, being about to depart the next morning, and why were they, why were they waiting till the next morning? Because the Sabbath would definitely have been over. And they weren't going to start sailing during the middle of the night. You know, Sabbath ended at night at, suns at sunset. You're not going to start sailing at night. This was a Sabbath afternoon. And since Paul was leaving the next day, he preached until midnight. He was long-winded. The fact that he was leaving on the first day of the week clearly shows that this day had no sig religious significance 
to the believers with him, meaning the first day, they mean nothing. Why? Because they didn't keep Sunday. They didn't observe Sunday. That was a day of pagans. <clears throat> and then it says, um, and you can read that, that a young man, because of his long-windedness, fell off, fell from the, from the um, upper room and was taken up dead, and Paul went down and resurrected him. So we see here that they kept the Sabbath. And as you would read here, here's a, another good example. In Mark chapter 1, in Mark chapter 1, verse 32, let me turn there. Mark chapter 1, verse 32, and it says, And evening coming, when the sun set, so this was after a Sabbath, and you can read that, um, verse 29, at once going out of the synagogue, they were coming out of the synagogue, why? The Sabbath had concluded. And so, once, or verse 32, an evening coming, when the sun set, doesn't say when the sun rose. Doesn't say anything about the moon. But it says when the sun set. They brought to him all those having illness and those having been demon possessed. Now if you jump back up to verse 21, you see that Yeshua entered into the synagogue and he taught on the Sabbath day. Now, just a little reasoning will let you know there was so much room in the synagogue. And the synagogue were for the children of Israel. All right? <clears throat> And when you have that thinking and you look at verse 32, these others came as they respected the Sabbath. And as it ended, they came bringing all, because that's what it says, they brought to him all those having illness and all those being oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered at the door. They all wouldn't have fit in, in the synagogue. So I'm sure there, there's a mixture of Samaritans. I'm sure there is a mixture of people that were Gentiles. But they still knew and respected 
the children of Israel's seventh day Sabbath from sunset to sunset, and they came when it was over, and they brought all their sick and all the demonized. And then it says, and he healed many who had illness of various diseases, and he cast out many demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak. So he ministered healing. He ministered deliverance to them after the Sabbath was over. Also, you can read in verse 26 that he cast out a demon spirit from a person that had an unclean spirit in the synagogue. And so, again, <clears throat> as you read all through the Gospels, the Jews were emphatic on keeping the Sabbath from sunset to sunset. They even blamed and accused Yahshua of breaking the Sabbath. And notice that they don't say anything about sunrise to sunrise, or they don't say anything about a lunar moon cycle for the Sabbath. But again, it, will, it just shows you as you read from Genesis through Revelation that Yahweh's Sabbath, is from sunset to sunset. And we have to understand that a day in Yah's eyes begins in the evening. And, the, and it ends in the evening. The day doesn't start, you know, sunlight, sunrise doesn't start a new day. It's the continuation of a day that began at sunset. So I pray that this gave you some enlightenment. And if there is any confusion, and you know, the one thing I've noticed in Torah is that people come up with so many things that, that it brings confusion. And there is so much confusion in the Torah movement or in the Hebraic movement or in the body of Messiah that was never in Christianity when we were in Christianity. There is also so much discord and division and people having a haughty spirit and they come across not lovingly sharing the truth like Galatians 6 1 says that when a brother is overtaken in the fault you which are spiritual restore him in the spirit of meekness no they come across as a wolf because what they say feels like you're being bitten. 
And there is so much confusion in the body of Messiah and in the Torah. And we know who the author of confusion, the scripture says, is Hasatan. And it's Hasatan through deceived minds are bringing this confusion. And when you go back to the law of first mention, the Sabbath was on the seventh day. Now, the days of the week have never changed. The first day is always the first day. The third day is always the third day. And the seventh day is always the seventh day. Now, people have given them names that are reference to pagan deities. But the days of the week has never changed. The calendar has changed. But the days of the week have never changed. And the seventh day is still the seventh day. And the seventh day is still Yahweh's Sabbath. Now, if you want to invent your own Sabbath, that's up to you. If you want to create your own religious following, that's up to you. But Yahweh's Sabbath is established throughout the scriptures on the seventh day from sunset to sunset. Nehemiah just blows it out of the wall and out of the water when the Sabbath begins at evening and it's on the seventh day. Leviticus establishes that the Sabbath and the feast days, which are the seventh day Sabbath is a feast day, are all sunset to sunset. So I pray this brings clarity. And I know it's very basic. And I hope this gives you understanding, enlightenment, concerning what day the Sabbath is on. Until recently, I never thought that this needed to be clarified because it's so clear. But there are a lot of people out there, and they're good people, that have misinformation or a few scriptures that have twisted things to make it say things that it's not saying. And in the beginning, the seventh day was the Sabbath. It's clear. And in the Torah, it's clear that the Sabbath begins at sunset. The feast days begin at sunset. And Nehemiah clearly says it begins at sunset. So, Father, we praise you. Father, we worship you for this teaching. And, Yahweh, we don't know all there is to know about the Sabbath, but we thank you for teaching us. We thank you for equipping us according to your laws and commandments. In any way, shape, fashion, or form, we have misunderstood anything. We thank you for your spirit that quickens us, teaches us, convicts us. And Father, we seek to be loving. We seek 
to restore people in the spirit of meekness to your seventh day sunset to sunset Sabbath. And Father, we bless you. Father, we worship you. And Father, I thank you for blessing those that are listening, giving them understanding. And Father, we just praise you for it. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on Facebook at Yahweh Yahshua Assembly. If you want to connect with us on our website, it's YahwehYahshuaAssembly.com. Or you can connect with me, Mark Pulley, on Twitter or on any other social media. So until next time, Yahweh bless you. Yahweh keep you. Yahweh enlighten you. Yahweh make his face shine upon you. Yahweh make a way for you where there seems to be no way. Yahweh strengthen you. Yahweh heal you. Yahweh prosper you. Yahweh encourage you. Yahweh and his anointing destroy any yoke upon your life. So until next time, Shalom, shalom.